What's going on guys, it's Bryce again. Welcome to the Expedition to Try podcast. I have no idea what I'm doing with my life and I'm assuming a lot of you don't either. So let's try and figure it out together. On this episode, I talk with my friend Claire Johnson. We talk about Claire's experience at Binghamton University as well as some of her passions that she pursues now and hopes to pursue in the future. And we also dive into how she's managed her mental and physical health throughout the past couple of years, and how she's grown to become an advocate for herself, and how she hopes to become one for other people in the future. So how you been? I haven't talked to you in so long. I know, it's been so long. Wow, life has been crazy. <laughs> wow, just so much. <laughs> with my you know my going abroad experience and then coming home and then having this happen it's been a lot <laughs> when um uh, how long has it been about uh half a year six months ago you graduated last year right yeah I graduated in May so okay. yeah almost a year wow it, I, I keep forgetting it's April yeah I know it seems so weird I don't even know what day of the week it is anymore it feels like 2020 hasn't like started I haven't even left my house in the past like four weeks. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. And you're still in Binghamton, right? Yeah, yeah, until yeah. May. Okay, and then, yeah. then are you moving somewhere else? Uh, I'll be back in Rochester. Yeah. Rochester, okay. Yeah. Well, if I'm allowed to travel back there, we'll see yeah. kind of where everything's at at that point. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so, <laughs> so what have you been up to? How's it been living with all this quarantine and craziness and everything? Um, it's been a little stir crazy, honestly. Um, and it's been really weird, like this transition, because I came back from up with people. Um, and I was going to start and I did start like applying to jobs and looking at jobs and stuff. Um, but now, like, that's like not a priority for like any company to like start hiring new people. Um, so nobody's really hiring. So it's not like I can work from home or anything. So it's been a lot of like, just trying to like distract myself because I can't really go anywhere. It's like weird. Like for the first time in my life, like I don't have any big responsibility, like yeah. school or a job or anything. It's weird. So what have you been doing? You've been reading, working on the YouTube video, obviously. I wanted to talk to you about that at some point. So that'd be cool. Uh, yeah. So what are you up to? What have you been doing? Yeah, I wanted to start that YouTube channel kind of as like, I mean, like I've been wanting to do it for years and like what, you know, the perfect time is right now while I have so much time on my hands um, as kind of an outlet for what I'm feeling and um, hopefully helping people who may be in this like similar situation as me and like what I've gone through. Um, so that's been really fun working on that and starting that. Um, other than that, like drawing, I've gotten back into it. Like it's, it's a good time to like get back into things like maybe you've like fallen out of. Mm. Um, so yeah, a lot of drawing, um, watching new shows, <laughs> stuff like that. Uh, yeah. How about you? What have you been up to? Uh, about the same. I've been trying to do the podcast, obviously trying to get more people on to, uh, talk to and see what they're up to. Uh, been painting a little bit, uh, trying to get into some drawing, uh, watching TV, reading, 
the basic stuff since I can't really go anywhere. So there's not really much else to do. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. But it hasn't been bad. I, uh, I actually kind of, I quit my job in January that I was working at. So oh, okay. I was kind of already home doing not really anything anyways. So this mm -hmm. wasn't much of a change for me. But now it's just weirder that we can't go anywhere. Like grocery shopping even is weird. <laughs> I know. I know. We, we um, like home deliver groceries now. Like we don't go out. <laughs> it, it's the best. I went to Walmart yesterday with TJ and it was just, it literally feels like the apocalypse. Up. They're like, everyone's wearing a mask. They're like funneling people in the one door and like counting how many people are going in and out. It's, it's wild. It's just completely different outside. It's it's not even worth it to go anywhere. I know it's so like strange. Like I feel like we've never experienced anything like this before, like in our lives. Like I feel like we've had a few things before. Like I remember swine flu when I was in middle school. It was like a big thing, and maybe something else. But like nothing has ever been like to this extent where we've had no. to be quarantined. And yeah, no. <laughs> well, we'll get through it just like everything else. But uh. We could talk about more positive things. Uh, so I don't know if you've listened to like any of my other ones. I've been kind of talking more about um, the process. So what's been, what was your process from like choosing what college you wanted to go to in high school or whatever it was, and then like choosing your major? What was your whole process uh, to figure out what you kind of wanted to study? Wow, that's a loaded question for me. <laughs> because, um... Let me try to think back to high school. Um, so I applied to a lot of colleges. Like some people, you know, only apply to like like two or three they know they want to go to. But I applied to at least 10, um, maybe like upwards of 15. Like it was a lot of colleges I applied to. Um, and when it came down to it, I was between James Madison University in Virginia and Binghamton. And... Uh, JMU was my number one. I really wanted to go there. That was my number one. But then it came down to money. And my parents were like, you know, if you go to Binghamton, like, you know, like, we'll pay, like, all your tuition. And you can have a car your second year. So I was like, okay, obviously, when they go to Binghamton. <laughs> so that was kind of how I chose it. It was kind of, I didn't love the idea of doing it. But that's like how it ended up. But um, a lot of times you end up loving, like, you know, like where you go regardless. Um, so that's what happens to me. Like, I didn't have high hopes, but I ended up being there for like a month and I loved it. I made the best friends. Um, I started dating Joe and I'm still dating him. Um, and then I didn't pick my major until freshman year was all just like getting through gen eds and like figuring out what I wanted to do. Um, I knew I wanted to do a theater minor um, the whole time, but I didn't know what my major was going to be. Um, and I remember we had to decide between, I mean, before the end of sophomore year. So um, I decided in the fall of sophomore year, after like going through all the majors and like talking to counselors and stuff, um, I decided to do economics which I'd never really been in, interested in before. But um, I went into college thinking I wanted to do English because I loved English in high school and I really loved like Shakespeare and writing and everything. But like when I got to college taking English classes, 
for me, they were just too tedious, honestly. And I, I was just, I was too bored. And I knew that I couldn't do that for the next four years, like just straight writing and analyzing. Like I wanted more of a challenge, I think. So um, I didn't really know what I was getting into when I chose economics, but I did it. And um, there were classes I liked and classes I really didn't like, but yeah. So what, uh, all right, you're looking for uh, a job kind of in the economics field, but obviously it's kind of difficult at this time to find anything like you said. Yeah. Yeah. I'm actually like, like through my, um, the past few years and my experiences I've had with like my health, um, I've actually had more of a, like motivation to go into public health or like healthcare administration or something like that. Um, so I don't know, honestly, even like what kinds of jobs to look for. It's kind of confusing because like I have so many interests that overlap, like economics and health and like theater. And it's just such, I have such a weird resume. <laughs> it's a mix of like the weirdest things. Um, so yeah, I'm not even sure like what to apply for. And it's just a very weird transitional period. Yeah. So kind of, kind of not fully in the economics field you're looking more into the the health and all that so not really as much economics anymore yeah yeah or kind of like applying a little bit um from what i learned in economics to healthcare, like healthcare affordability and accessibility um one of the classes i took in college was um health economics and that was like my favorite class so yeah cool so uh, and then I always like to do the complete opposite of what people studied in school and what they plan on going into like a job field. What's, uh, what are some of your passions that you enjoy pursuing or hobbies? Uh, anything yeah. that like, not, not so much the, uh, the work and the, the money aspect, more like yeah. what you enjoy doing in your free time. Yeah, definitely. I think um, theater um and i think we have a shared affinity for that because we both did hbc in college um that's always been like one of my favorite just like side hobbies um and i hope to keep doing that in some capacity to some capacity in adult life too um i'm not sure how but definitely something with theater um volunteering after this is all over i'd love to find somewhere to like volunteer I did a lot of volunteering work and up with people in my like GAP program. And um, I'd love to find a place to like consistently volunteer at um, close to home. So I'll be looking for that as well as a job. So. Cool. Yeah. So you said uh, drawing to, I didn't even know you drew. Do you do other art or is it just drawing or do you paint or what do you do? Um, just like a lot of, a lot of sketching I think like I did a lot of it in middle school and like I'd say like high school college I'd like kind of stopped doing it but um when I was younger I did a lot of sketching and also cartoons like I have like journals and journals of like cartoons that like now probably looking back are really stupid but um I really enjoyed doing that um yeah cartooning and tracing and stuff like that I'm, I'm i'm not really into painting i've never been good at that but <laughs> were you yeah. the type of i was i was always a student who uh <laughs> would 
barely pay attention in some classes and just like be drawing on the side of the paper. And then oh, like yeah. the teacher would ask a question. I'd be like, oh shit. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah, no, I was a total doodler all of college. <laughs> all my notebooks are lined with like stupid drawings. <laughs> so um, what, um, are there any hobbies or anything that you feel like you would like to try or wish you were doing like in more depth at this time or maybe like would like to try later in the future like you said theater is there anything else that you kind of want to push more into your life yeah i think um some form of like consistent um exercise like especially something that i would enjoy like i never got to do a dance class in theater or um in college just because I didn't have time to like fit into my schedule over but I think doing a dance class like I've always wanted to do one and um if I could like find some way to do that that would be awesome because that's something I'm also like always been interested in but never thought I could do because I'm clumsy but like I'd love to try it um and then also also um like knitting or sewing and I did costume shop as part of my theater minor in Bing. So I got like a little introduction to that, like um, tailoring clothes and using like a sewing machine and stuff. But like, um, yeah, I really liked it. And I haven't really had opportunity to do it since then. But I really enjoy doing that. So, so do, you, uh, do you enjoy it in terms of like, would you see yourself doing that more of like a full time thing? Or is that solely like, you would rather do that kind of just when you had the time to like when you're kind of bored or you just want something to do you would focus more on that stuff you wouldn't want to do that as like the full-time job or anything uh yeah probably just like a side hobby um yeah in addition to a job so what's your goal for like when you do end up finding the uh the job or career that you're interested in pursuing what would be your plan for like kind of balancing that work and the life balance. Do you have a plan for that? Or do you know what you want out of the life or anything like that? If that makes sense? Um, yeah, no, it does make sense. I, I know that, um, and I think everybody wants ideally a perfect like work life balance. Um, and I hope I can get that with whatever job I finally get. Um, Cause I don't want to just be, you know, workaholic and that's all I do. Um, yeah. So definitely finding that balance, I think is important in a job and that's definitely going to be like something during like job interviews and they come up um, that I think I'm going to discuss, like, you know, how much of a commitment is this? Um, because you got to live too and do other things. <laughs> yeah. I <laughs> The uh, working is going to be, weird I don't know I don't have any idea what I want to do for a, a job at this point um so that's going to be an interesting transition when I move back to Rochester but we'll we'll see <laughs> hopefully I can continue doing this too I would like to have that work-life balance as well so that I would have the time to do like a podcast or like paint or whatever it might be yeah right wait so so you majored in English right <laughs> no I was a biology major Oh, right. You're a biology major. Yeah. And then uh, 
I decided I didn't want to pursue biology my junior year because uh, I was going to go to grad school for genetic counseling. And then I uh, realized that I didn't really want to do that. So now it's been more like figuring shit out at this point. <laughs> so it's been like yeah. a year and a half of just kind of figuring stuff out, trying new things. I did sales for a few months. That was a job I just quit in January. Uh, definitely not for me, I don't think. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you have to be a specific kind of person, I think, to be in sales consistently yeah. and like love it. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. So uh, I wanted to talk mainly about your YouTube channel that you just started. So is there a name for the channel or is it just under Claire Johnson? It's just under Claire Johnson, yeah. Okay. Maybe in the future I'll find a cooler name for it, but yeah, right now it's just my name. <laughs> So what was like your inspiration towards uh, creating the channel? Why, why, why'd you start now and not like earlier or like maybe even wait? What was kind of the lead up to it? Um, well, a, f a few things, a few factors. I think one of them being, like I said before, having so much time in my life finally now to like start it. I think college was so hectic and um like the summaries, I was really busy and I never really had time to like consistently, like every week or every few days, put up a video. So I never started it then. But um, also, I think I reached um, a point in my life where so much has happened to me um, and my in my experiences that I wanted to share. Um, doing Up With People, this, you know, amazing program for six months, which really like shaped me as a person. And then also having all these um, like health struggles over the past few years. Um, I like, I know whenever I've had those struggles, I go to YouTube or like go to like, look for a podcast of somebody that's like been through something similar. And like, that's where I find comfort is people who have gone through, through the same thing and they're still living their life. Okay. So that was also a big inspiration to like, hopefully have other people maybe who are struggling with um, health problems, mental health problems, anything like that, like see my video and like find comfort in like solidarity, I guess. So it's kind of an outlet for me and then also like hopefully helpful for, for other people. Right. Yeah. That's what I always think. I'm like, if I can just have one person view the YouTube channel or listen to a podcast and find like, something beneficial in it even if it's just one person i think it's completely worth it to have done it yeah and I think with your youtube channel it'd be the exact same thing yeah exactly that's what i'm like hoping to get out of it so what's the the focus of the channel is mainly on like uh mental and like all physical forms of health um yeah that's like how it's starting i'm not sure how it'll um yeah. like evolve maybe it'll evolve into like lifestyle and how that affects health and stuff but um yeah as a start i just wanted to put it all out on the table like what i've been through um what it's been like for me and have people like get to know my experiences that way so um yeah so what's kind of like <laughs> i know it's People always call it like the elevator pitch, but that's more for like selling something. But what's like your elevator pitch for the past couple of years when like your symptoms started to uh, show up and like up to this point, what's kind of been your process? Like going through them? Yeah. 
you don't have to obviously go in as much detail as your first video did because I know that was <laughs> an hour. I didn't realize how long it would be. Um, yeah, I would say just um, just over the years, noticing things keep um, cropping up and trying to piece together the puzzle is like the hardest thing ever. And I think that's hard for a lot of people with like either like a mental illness that is chronic or like chronic illnesses. Like it's hard to piece together the puzzle and go down the rabbit hole of doctors and try to like see what's wrong. Um, yeah, that's been the hardest part is trying to piece it all together and like make sense of it. Um, but yeah, like college, I mean, I had a great time in college. It was amazing, but it was also like, I had so many different things pop up um, that affected my life and um, continue to end up with people. And that's the reason why I ended up having to leave other people a little earlier than everybody else because of my health struggles. So, so what was like, how did you, uh, I did watch the first two videos you put out. Um, what <laughs> you was got like, yeah. <laughs> Um, but what was like, cause it's, it's interesting content, obviously it's not like you're lying to you're like being genuine, uh, to the camera and talking. That's why I think it actually is beneficial for you to talk for extended periods of time, the 45 to 50 minutes, because you're actually putting out genuine content that is important for people mm -hmm. to hear. So like what, how, how did you make it through college with that added pressure and like some of the extra anxiety or stress that you had to deal with uh, visiting doctors and like having the symptoms that you were having, what was like the process you went through with all that? Yeah. Well, my first um, semester where my problems were really prevalent was I mentioned in my video, my second semester of my sophomore year when I went to go study abroad in England and that's kind of right. Like, this all kind of started. I got insanely sick um, and it affected my eyes. And I ended up withdrawing for that semester and coming home. And that was um, just the start of like going down a rabbit hole of doctors and trying to find out what's wrong. Um, and I eventually did. And um, like that whole process, like coming home in like March, and until the start of junior year um, was like a healing process of like physical healing of my eyes and trying to figure out what happened and then also like mental healing because it's like it's such a traumatic thing to have happen to you um, that like it, I just needed to process it so having that summer right after it started to process it was really good um, and I'd say I, I I never had persistent like health problems in college. It was like up and down. It was like roller coaster. Um, and then I would have like crazy nausea for like, you know, like a few months and then crazy anxiety attacks for a few months. So it was just, it was very up and down. Um, and having to like balance that with um, school and HPC, I remember was, uh, particularly difficult, but um, yeah, I had to find like coping strategies to deal with it. What, what kind of coping strategies did you use throughout college? And like, do you use like meditation or anything like that 
Um, and have they like changed since college? Like, have you found what works best for you and started doing that more? Um, I think definitely trying to eat healthier. Um, I know there, you know, all sorts of diets out there, but um, I'm trying my best to eliminate like sugars and like gluten and things that could be toxins in your body um, can make things worse. Um, meditation I've tried, yoga I've tried, um, and they do help. They do help, um, your mind and, um, your body, I think, but yeah, it's like an ongoing, um, I think search for trying to figure out what works for me. Um, and that's also what I'm trying to do with this time off is trying to figure out what works for me. And, um, yeah, so it's been an ongoing so how important do you feel it is for people to kind of do what you are doing and like voice their uh concerns or like symptoms and everything either on YouTube or just like to the general public. Do you think that's important uh, in today's society for people to be more open and honest about what they're going through? Yeah, I definitely think it is. There are so many people out there in the world living with um, chronic illnesses or invisible illnesses and can be struggling really hard every day and look fine on the outside. Um, and that's a big problem because that's also another reason why doctors um, fail to believe patients and don't think that their symptoms are real um, and that they're just psychosomatic. That's like extremely frustrating. Um, it's very important to voice how you're feeling. So I don't think you feel so alone. I think a lot of people with like invisible illnesses feel so alone because nobody understands what they're going through. And I know since I've started, this journey I'm I'm on like five or six different health groups on Facebook with other people who go through the same things as me uh, and that's definitely helped having a sense of community um, and also like just having them be known to the world so um, they're not as invisible and people have a better understanding and have more empathy towards those people um, especially for something like Lyme and co-infections. It's such a debated um, topic in the medical community, whether it's real or not, which is ridiculous because there's scientific evidence backing it up. Yeah. Um, but um, it's such a debated thing. And that is insanely frustrating for um, patients. I mean, there are people that like die from it and like, are completely debilitated from life from it. Um, people. And that's like why I want to go into public health to be an advocate for those people that don't have a voice, you know, in their health because they should and they need one. Yeah, that's what's, it's always so crazy. This, uh, even the past couple months just doing this podcast, it's made me realize like, like you just said, how, uh, so many people are going through shit. Well, everyone is going through something that they're not saying out loud. And yeah. it's like, you really would never suspect a thing 
for so many people because no one says anything and they just on the outside they look completely fine yeah so it's really something that more people should be considering like i i definitely have more often um but like what how would you have have you changed in your sense of like kind of taking like a moment more to think about like if someone say gets mad at you or yells at you do you like kind of take a step back and think oh maybe this person's going through some shit right now or like have you always done that what's been kind of how has all this kind of changed how you respond to uh people or situations like that um yeah definitely before i was um i mean i i think i was always an empathetic person but um especially after going through these um health problems with my eyes and my ears and everything else um i now have definitely a greater understanding of what um people with vision loss go through what people with hearing loss go through um and i'm very lucky that i like i count my blessings now because i'm like at least i can see and i can hear and i can walk things um, and also gotten a sense of like what people like what people with these illnesses like want to hear and that is support um and not just kind of band-aid statements like oh like you'll be fine or like you'll feel better like you know um sometimes like all you need is support and some people get that and some people don't you know like when I need support all I want is for somebody to like hug me like tell me that like it'll be okay but um you know people who don't really understand that or don't have a grasp of like the seriousness of what you're going through will will be like oh we'll just cheer up you know like it'll be okay so it's kind of like changed my um yeah my levels of empathy I think I'm definitely more empathetic in a lot more ways since having this all happen to me um, and yeah, we don't realize what people are going through. A lot of people are going, everybody is going through something that they don't say or, you know, obviously isn't visible. So um, yeah, it's helped a lot in my getting to understand people more and empathize more. And in the, I can't remember if it was the first or second video, you talk about being your own advocate and how important that is, especially in mental and physical health situations. How would you say you've, grown as your own advocate and uh how do you suggest other people start becoming their own advocate if they've never really done it before yeah it's hard if you've never really done it before um and if you're at the beginning of having a difficult experience or a health problem that nobody's figuring out um because for me it was all through experience i had to just learn um that you know if you're not being heard that you shouldn't just take that at face value you shouldn't take anything a doctor says at face value i think because if you if nothing's helping and you feel like you're not being heard and that they're blowing you off um then that's not acceptable and then you know you should go to a different doctor like don't stop seeking until you feel like you're being heard and you're being listened to and you're being treated um and it's helping because that like that's what makes the difference for doctors for me like I've been to the worst of the worst who've literally looked at me and said like why'd you even come here and then like really 
caring doctors who have like gone the distance and like have really researched for me and like looked up and looked at everything like the whole picture so um yeah doctors there's really a wide spectrum of like you know bedside manner and that makes a whole difference I think um your treatment work better for you like I think there are studies done where like if you trust your doctor more or you have a, a better relationship with them like your treatment is going to work better or you're going to feel better so um for me it was all experience like I just had to go through the shittiness honestly of um really bad doctors um and people who don't get it and um Throughout, through that process, I gained just more and more confidence and like kind of a won't take any shit kind of attitude because I know, like, I know what I deserve and we all deserve that same level of care. So, yeah. And you, uh, you said something else in your video that I, I strongly agree with too. I actually kind of got some similar tattooed on my body, um, but you... Yeah. You said, uh, I can't remember the exact quote or who said it. Um, it's a YouTube channel you follow, uh, a woman who talks about um, accepting the things you can't change. You probably yes. know the quote better than I did. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, it was um, a YouTuber called Molly Burke, who is completely blind, but she is like crazy successful. And ever since I started watching her till now, she is like, almost 2 million subscribers so she's grown in popularity like crazy um since three years ago but um she's the first one that kind of taught me um you know I think it's like if you can't if you don't like something then try to change it and if you can't change it then you have to accept it in order to move on with your life and um having that happen to me the first time with my vision I had to accept it and then having all these other things happen to me after that, it's helped me in accepting those things, having that um, first experience. Um, so yeah, I love that like quote and idea and it's hard. Like I, th I think acceptance is a really hard place to get to with a lot of people and a lot of things. Um, yeah, but it's necessary. Yeah, I think, I think the quote I first heard, I don't know if it's, originally from the bible or what but i know the stoic quote is something like uh accept the things you cannot change and change the things you can't accept yeah yeah i think i think it is from the bible it's like lord grant me the courage to change what i can and the something yeah something like that yeah i think i i kind of live by that at this point i got a uh, a stoic phrase called amor fati tattooed on my arm which means a uh, love of fate so it's all oh, just okay. kind of just accepting everything that's thrown your way and just kind of dealing with <laughs> everything as it comes I guess not worrying about it because I'm a firm believer that you'll get through anything if you set your mind to it and it seems like that's definitely what you've been dealing with and doing for the past few years Yeah, right, right. Um, and there's another quote I heard from her, who's um, a daughter of Tommy Hilfiger, and she also has um, Lyme disease. 
and she said that it's not like what we like it's not how we react to the things we get thrown with thrown with in life it's like how we it's like what we do with them that matters and that's very true I think it's like how we use our experiences to move forward instead of like staying stuck in a place of um not being happy it's like yeah using that as motivation to help others I think and move forward so so uh last thing I really wanted to talk about if you could give people any sort of advice like say someone who might be going through some kind of mental or physical health uh symptoms or anything how would you kind of what kind of advice would you give them um to start taking action and becoming their own advocate and what would you suggest they do yeah well um i would suggest firstly doing your research um a lot of good information and good reviews for doctors are online and um a lot of people especially if they have a lot of reviews do give valid reviews and um valid opinions on a doctor and whether they've helped or not so i'd say definitely do your research on doctors um see if they might be a good match for you and then if you go to them still and you're not being heard just yeah don't stop looking don't stop seeking um find a community that you think will help you whether that be like your like immediate friend group or an online um, support group like i think those are incredibly helpful if you feel like you don't have somebody in the real physical world who can relate to you or connect to you um then a lot of those online communities are helpful so i would say just you know don't stop don't stop searching if you feel like you're not getting better don't stop searching um and in the meantime learn methods to cope while you while you're searching while you are trying to figure it out um whether that be yoga meditation um drawing you know like find things that you enjoy doing in life um at the same time as um being on your search for good health awesome well uh again i appreciate you taking some time to uh talk to me do you want to plug anything other than your own youtube channel i'll uh, put that in the description so people can find that do you have any friends bands or anything you'd like to plug wow um well thank you for plugging my youtube channel that's so sweet um i guess i would also just want to plug cat's channel because cat just made a channel on youtube as well um and i think hers is more um maybe beauty based or like lifestyle based but um yeah her youtube channel is just cat fusigna and it's really cool so want to shout her out too awesome so i'll put that in there too so again i appreciate it thanks for taking some time uh and talking about uh, everything you've been through and your college experience and everything uh it was good to talk to you again yeah, of course. Thank you for having me on your podcast. This is so fun.